The illusion of private thoughts is something I've been thinking about this morning that I hope is useful to share with you. Because when I see that I don't have private thoughts, it motivates me to work more on doing my best to think about the best things I can think about. And it helps me to not feel alone with whatever thoughts I have. It helps me to see that the thoughts I have are a product of much more than whatever I have done on my own. The illusion of private thoughts is one that most of us seem to work under, that the thoughts I have in my head are private. And for most of my life, I felt like I knew the thoughts in my life. All the thoughts I had were private, that no one else could tell what I was thinking. I often thought I was a master of disguise who could fool people into thinking they knew what I was feeling and doing when really they didn't. I thought that I was good at camouflaging how I was thinking and what I was doing. What is amazing to me now is to see how transparent most people's thoughts are now that I have become more transparent and open myself. When I interact with someone, I can almost instantly feel the energy and the way they kind of think or the thoughts that are going on. Now, the exact thought itself is often perceived in my reality. So what this means, if you walk up to someone and you suddenly start feeling annoyed, you'll often see that you'll think that that person is annoying. You'll say, oh, I don't like how I feel around that person. That person's annoying. And often then comes a lot of judgments, reasons they're annoying. The mind comes in and says, well, they're annoying because they talk like this, they look like this, they say that, they do that. Often what has happened is that the person themselves was feeling annoying and then that's communicated to the people around them and the people around them tend to agree. Oh, yes, you are annoying. In other words, your inner reality tends to be projected and given out to people around you and then people around you tend to do the same thing back. I had a great example of this. My wife and I were taking our daughter and our dogs for a walk yesterday. And at the exact same time, we both were thinking about McDonald's, which is strange because we haven't been to McDonald's in months. And how is it possible at the exact same moment we were both thinking about McDonald's and then I think I said it and she was like, I was just thinking about McDonald's. The reason for that is that thoughts are not actually really private. Now, they are perceived from a private. They are perceived in a way that looks private from the inside until you get to know how other people are thinking. Then it doesn't look so private. It looks almost like we're a connected network of computers and one thought rushes from one computer being a human, one human into another human rapidly. And every human thinks it's their specific thought when it's really a group collective thought. What I saw with my wife yesterday is normal. That is normal. That's what happens with thoughts. And yet both of us 
we're seeing it from our own point of view. So in that sense, you could say, yes, the specific point of view is private. However, the meat, the foundation of the thought is not private. And the foundation, the core of the thought, you could certainly say is the most important part of it. Therefore, the most important part of a thought is never private. The most important part of a thought is always the result of communication between human beings. It's a result of all of us being connected together. So I experienced the thought of thinking about McDonald's through the lens of I should go pick up some McDonald's for myself and for my wife. Laura experienced the thought through I would like some McDonald's. Wouldn't that be good? So I experienced what I needed to do for it and she experienced what she wanted out of it. That's how thoughts tend to be perceived. And now this often can get really confusing and when you try and apply it into big groups. So I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. When you see something like a big outrage on social media, that often is a good concrete example of a collective thought. Why does it feel sometimes like whatever has happened, the thought is so powerful? For example, there'll be some shooting somewhere or there'll be some bad thing that happened in a country or a disaster and it feels like the thought is so potent and so powerful. Now, for most of my life, I would personalize something like that. I'd see something in the news that everyone was getting excited about, and then I would perceive that through my view of how the world should be, how things are, and all about that event. Now, when something like that comes through, I realize that's like a wave in the ocean of human thoughts. It's a big wave. And I'm one human bobbing in the water and all I need to do is sit in the water and let the wave go. I don't need to fight it. I don't need to try and make my own splash. When there's some disaster that happens, I let the wave go through me. Instead of what a lot of us try and do is stand up for it or fight it or try and swim away from it or try and swim into it and get to the next wave right away. When you are feeling bad about yourself, that is a very contagious thought also, and yet it's not one that you've done all on your own. What I've seen is that almost every thought, almost everything that I think about was given to me first. In other words, when I was a baby, I was a blank slate. I had no thoughts of my own. I continuously took and experienced one wave of thought after another from the whole human race. Now, obviously, that's most directly given in the form of family and friends and people around you, and yet they are all having thoughts relative to the whole collective human race also. In that sense, then, when you're sitting there thinking about something, when you remember at some point that thought was provided to you, someone else had that thought first. Now, did they have it in the exact bedroom you're having it, with the exact cell phone you have, with the exact set of Call of Duty character items or whatever? No. Now, that part of it is specific, so that's what the paradox of this is. You have the illusion of private thoughts. I have the illusion of private thoughts, and it's nice to see also none of my thoughts are really private. I was given them, 
It's easy to see looking at my daughter. She's five months old. She's a blank slate. She didn't come into this world with anything. She's a blank slate. Completely open to receiving all of the thoughts and life experiences. And that to me is kind of <laughs> both exciting and funny and scary at the same time. Like there's we're all just a bunch of blank service drones who are blindly programmed by the collective that then get fooled into thinking we're individually private and special and that somehow the thoughts we have are sacred or they produce some sense of me when every thought I have is a thought someone else has already had before. I'm not here making this video because it's an original thought. I'm here making this because hundreds if not thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people have done something like this before. Now I'm doing it in this specific situation. And I'm really just repeating the thoughts I've already had, the thoughts I've already been given. I'm really just repeating the help I've already received and I've gotten a few reviews on my Udemy courses that people were frustrated. There's nothing new here. He's just saying what Eckhart Tolle already said. Yes, that's how it works. That is exactly how it works. If the more you get to know and look at the world, there is nothing new. You don't even have any new thoughts. All of your thoughts are repeated old thoughts. In fact, whenever I've had a thought that seemed new, it really was just a different type of repetitive thought, but it was a thought that was new to me. Most of my life, I had the same repetitive thoughts over and over again because I thought those were my thoughts. What really happened is that this blank worker drone took possession of a whole bunch of thoughts that I had seen. So the thought waves that come through every day. I said, that's my wave. That's my wave. That's my wave too. That's not my wave. Nope. I don't think about stuff like that. I think about things like this. I think about things like that. Well, when I did that then, it was hard to think of anything new. It was hard to let any new thoughts in. I was so committed and sure that all of my thoughts were private and they were my thoughts that I couldn't hardly receive any new ones. You really have to receive some new thoughts. I have to receive some new thoughts for life to be interesting. Life gets deadly boring if you can't receive any new thoughts. And yet it's scary when you see all of the possibilities. You see that everyone else's thoughts really influence you. Some thoughts are painful. Some, some thoughts hurt. Some thoughts are scary. And yet I'm willing to let those thoughts in today. And I'm willing to do this because I know my thoughts aren't private. All I can do by trying to shut out other thoughts and to act like my thoughts are private, all I can do is create more pain and misery and suffering for everyone else. As long as I think my thoughts are private and they're just mine, then it's okay for me to suffer alone. When I see that my thoughts aren't private, if I'm suffering, everyone around me is catching it too. That motivates me to get to work. When I'm having a hard time, the people in my life around me get those thoughts too. They may not get them through the exact delivery format I get them. But when I'm having a hard day, it gets shared with my wife. It's shared with everyone online. It's shared with friends and family. 
I can't have a hard time in isolation. Therefore, anytime I'm having a hard time, I'm motivated to reach out for help, to whatever helps available, even to just ask the universe, or if you like the word God, ask God directly for help and say, look, I'm having a hard time. And because my thoughts aren't private, I have to ask for help because I don't want to poison everyone else with my hard time either. Today I pray to remember that my thoughts aren't private. Because when I remember my thoughts aren't private, I'm motivated to do better. I'm motivated when I have thoughts I don't like or I struggle with to get help with them. Today I pray to remember that everyone else's thoughts aren't private either. And that I'm likely to be influenced by them repeatedly throughout the day. And to accept everyone else's thoughts like waves that come through. They're not thoughts that attack me or hurt me. They're just thoughts that come. They're not personal. Because my thoughts aren't mine. Everyone else's thoughts aren't everyone else's either. No one owns the thoughts. They just are all out there. And I get to see some of them one thought at a time. I pray that you have the chance to try this out in your life today. To see what life looks like when it's transparent. When you see that you don't have private thoughts. And when you see there are some people out there who can immediately feel and see exactly what you're thinking and you probably don't even realize it. That, I hope, is useful for you today. I appreciate your feedback on this. I hope you have a great day today.